Please be advised, the following program contains some adult themes and content. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Hi, I'm Jesse Wright and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. Welcome to yet another edition of the greatest sports radio show on the planet. Yes, that's on the week again. Happy Tuesday, everybody! It's time for the Jack Link's Beef Jerky 365 Days of Sport radio show. Over on the other side of the room is the... It's casual Rob Bryce. Are you going to turn me on? You're on, man. Well, what's... Oh, it's this stodgy freaking... Almost the death. Hello. I, I said freaking... Calm down, Rowan. Now you've got a week off. There it is. Don't oh. get them in too early. Well, I'm feeling invigorated, Beef. Invigorated? I mean, you, that, you sound like the man who's been recharged and has had a good proper break. I have had a break, And, yes. and it's self-reflection time for Beefy. I don't think there's such Self, a thing. Some assessment on where you're at. Are you feeling like you're charged, ready for because the winter's coming up? You don't want to go. Winter is coming, Rob. Winter is coming. It's a big battle here in Melbourne. If if you're not ready for winter, you got to have your head on straight. Motivational beef needs to uh, (laughs) be at the top of his game. And uh, I I hear you've been on a grand excursion. Huge excursion. We weren't on air last week, Rob, because I was on Norfolk Island. And what's the report? Home of of the Norfolkers. Yeah, what's the culture like on Norfolk? What have you learned about the people there? Oh, it's a convict settlement. Okay. And Captain Cook discovered it in the 1700s, obviously. Okay. Just after he discovered New Zealand as well and other Polynesian islands. Okay. Um, Is is there a continued degenerate kind of uh, convict thing? No, because what happened was the Pitcairn Islands, which is half the size of Norfolk Island, they kind of moved... The the Brits kind of moved them to Norfolk. Okay, so they're more Pitcairners than convicts. I'm not sure there's any relatives of the convicts left. But what's the difference between these Pitcairners and the Norfolkers? Well, it's two different islands, Rob. It's just two different islands. Two different islands, but they share a common Tahitian heritage. Right. I don't know. That, that's really it. Yeah. You're not in those nutters that do the bungee jumping off. No, no none of that stuff going on. Papua New Guinea or yeah. Timor or something. It is isn't it? Vanuatu, even, Vanuatu even. Yeah. Well, well, you should be telling me, Rob. I should You've be telling. Lived in I've the region around, for a lot longer than I have. I've been around the Pacific. Um, I can tell you there's not a lot of sport goes on in Norfolk Island. No. There's not a lot of internet coverage. Actually, I was going to ask you, have you ever been just off the grid for a week in the modern day? Not, not, when you're not, early not really a week. Norfolk Island, you have to go and eat to get internet. Basically, you have to go and eat. Yeah, to go. Oh, really? Yeah, that is isolated. Well, there is others, but you know, we were in the old budget accommodation. Well, not the budget, the value accommodation. Mm-hmm. Let's not call it budget. It's not mm-hmm. three hundred sixty-five days of sport type budget yeah. accommodation. So there was no internet at our little apartment. But is there be- I mean, forget about technology. Please. Forget about. You're technology. there to get back to your roots. Is there beach access? Yes. Yeah. I got a car. We had a car. Okay. What's the wildlife like? Limited. Yeah. There's no... Um, what were you hoping for? There's a New Zealand rat they don't like. Okay. Or a Polynesian rat, sorry. Isn't it? They, which they claim came from New Zealand, this Polynesian okay. rat, that kind of has kind of got into the wildlife. And it, but there's not much there. I mean, there's no real natural New Zealand rat, because the rats came from Britain in the first place. Well, did they? Well, we never had any rats in New Zealand. They came over with the bubonic plague. Yeah, <laughs> not yeah. the bubonic plague. <laughs> they came over what? With, came over so they, they came with, from... Uh, the, yeah, they did came. Captain Cook Captain Cook and, and all that. But like. the Brits also mm. brought rabbits to Australia, New Zealand, yep. and the Polynesian Islands for, for sport. Sure. Not for eating, for shooting. And they go okay. around and they multiply like rabbits, obviously. Right. So they moved 
the rabbits on Norfolk Island over to an uh, an adjoining mm. island. They've called it Philip Island. Don't not, know why. Not very thoughtful. No. The rabbits kind of ate all the vegetation. Okay. So it went bare. So they had to go over and shoot all the rabbits. And there was a couple of goats, I think, and other animals. And since they got rid of the rabbits, the vegetation is slowly coming back. And the bird life is slowly coming back as well. But so basically, in a nutshell, not much of a culture shock for your beef, would you say? No. It was really just to have a proper layabout. Kind of. Like- and uh, at the end of the day, it wasn't for me, was it? Let's yeah. face it. Somebody's been working hard for the past three years through COVID. So she needed a break. Right. What would you say? So essentially you've transported. So here in Melbourne, you're yep. mostly couch ridden. You don't, yeah, you're physically exactly. very inactive. Very. Sitting down all the time. You transported your sitting in Melbourne to sitting in Norfolk Island. There you go. Doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. Okay. I could do that anywhere, but I prefer to do it on an outlying the, island. Do you not feel this is somewhat contradictory in, in terms of your self-promotion as a motivational sort of potential Well, no. Well, speaker. as you briefly mentioned, I yeah. did take time to reflect so it's so it's the thought that counts it it is in my case yeah okay because not much it's definitely not the actions that count that's for sure oh well that's good beef yeah well why are you i've i've had some further thoughts on the continued increase of bralessness in northcote yeah continued thoughts it continued i didn't realize you'd stop thinking about bralessness well well, this is this is actually to my point yeah which i'm going to get to in a minute okay now i'm all about individual freedom beef I'm yeah. about people wanting to. Sure? I completely am. Okay. I want people to make their own decisions, yeah. do what they got to do, yeah. and be happy. See about what it. you want to see. Yeah, be what you want to be. Exactly, all those things. But I don't like that song that much. Soup dragons. Not into it. Okay. It, but anyway, it's obviously it's reminiscent of increased hipster culture. Yes. And it's a feministic idea as such. Is it? Well, what I where I get confused is okay. This idea of of freeing the nipple and the bralessness and all this sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah. They try to proclaim some women that it's been men that have been objecting to this. Really? Now, I, I don't no, know a single man in the world no. that is not going to be in favour of of decreasing the process and making one, one less step to the chance of seeing breasts. Yes. Because any man will know that this is somewhere in their mind at all times. Yeah. So it really, it's not, it's, so we've just got to quash that idea. Definitely. At the start. But, so what it comes down to as to whether it's a wise option or not is really more about, I would say, logistics. And people are, pe- people are too much about a social standing all the time and right. the next movement and all this stuff. Yeah. And people need to start get back to what's what's sensible. Yeah, okay. So really it just comes down to who needs support and what doesn't, you know. Support being the operative word here. Uh, entirely. Yes. So, I mean, if we're looking at sort of a, a if you're an A to small B or whatever, I would say you're fine to just go without because you've got no real problems. Okay. But if you've got some great big whopping sort of double G type of things and you're sort of leaning over the coffee table to get a glass of water and all of a sudden you look down and, you know, you know, one of your tits is in someone's coffee. Excuse me? Then, then I mean, that's not really what we're at. I mean, that's going to be quite... That's not really the idea, is H- it? Have beef? you sought female input to your theory here? No, I've just been thinking about this. You've uh, just been thinking just, about things, it, okay. You know, things pop in your head. I don't Do know. What are, what are your thoughts, Beef? Well, not be- I've not been to Northcote recently, but I'm probably going to go tomorrow now. My, my, well, my point is... Is the sun out? Is the sun I, coming out tomorrow? I've been I, away. I, don't I know. just want people to think more about logistics. And less about okay. social justice and and, okay. and political stances. All right, I'm thinking about logistics now. I mean, you're you're the foundation the man who has common sense. Common is, sense is, is the, the foundation, foundation of, of, me, DNA. of my DNA. So surely I've just made some sense, Beef. I need to do some research myself, mm-hmm. I think, and work it out for uh, for the common man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I'll get how back do you to think you. you'd go about that research? I don't know. Well, you could go to Northcote with a questionnaire, <laughs> something like that. 
With a clipboard? Yeah. Just to ask people. No, I, I do my own personal research. I might take a couple of mates of mine okay. and we'll go and have a coffee somewhere. Good. And go and see the Greyhounds. Okay. Is it still a Greyhound-friendly well, Look, area? I've got tomorrow off if you want to. I, oh. can, I can come help you out. Jeesh. Yeah. Beer's not going to sell itself, Rob. What's going on? <laughs> anyway, so... Um, I have no idea what's gone on in the sport world in the past seven days. Right. I'm going to tell you now. Oh, there was a bit of uh, rugby league and Aussie rules on the TV. Yep. I did see, because on Friday night, there was nothing to do after we've gone out and mm. eaten. And I did see Brisbane, Melbourne, or a bit of Brisbane, yep. Melbourne in the Aussie rules. Yeah. And... Uh, it was a hiding. Well, it was until the lights went out. That's right. So... Uh, Second time that's happened, isn't it? It went out, they went out during the, the Brisbane Heat. They abandoned the game. The Brisbane yeah. Heat were playing up at the Gabba. Yeah. yeah, they were almost going to do that on that one. Yes. So mm. um, in terms of that, it's kind of the only sport I really saw. So you got nothing to report there at all? You didn't see the horse racing? No horse racing. <sighs> well, I, half, mean, I mean, this is really wasn't your cup of tea at all, Beef, was it? I mean, well, no, it was. You're, it you're, was off, you're off grid. You can't yeah. watch your sport which you're mental about at all yeah, times. Yeah, but... Um, it was good. It was good. I, I, it's a it's a reset, as you uh, you briefly mentioned. I think you just come back complaining about the rats. No, no, no. There's no, there's only there's very few rats now. But the rats that are there, they're trying to get rid of. Okay. There's rat traps everywhere. Now, what's the update? Because obviously, part of this was a, a preparation for the great shoulder reconstruction. Well, have they found? No, they no still news, haven't found it. No news. So um, I can. I'm, is, I'm thinking that there's no operation on the April 12th because that is literally. Is it literally? It, it is. You can it say it is literally, literally yeah. 15 days away. Right. No confirmation. So I'm not prepped for a major operation on okay. April 12th. So it's not happening. I can't see it happening. Well, it's Easter next week as well, isn't it? So yeah. surgeons, the surgeons that are making millions, they're not going to Easter. They take th- three weeks off. Well, what are you going to, I mean, is there, is there not even a report as to what may have nothing. recently gone Absolutely wrong? Absolutely nothing. So I, I'm going to try and, are, are you, try and what, get an update this week. Hey, what's your tone of voice going to be? Are you going to be well, a heavy interrogation? Not really. No? Nah. Because it is what it is, man. You can't do anything bad. I can't force a uh, medical supply company to make me a new shoulder and ship no. it over. I mean, that's not my area. No, it's not like some of those those airline people that rubbed you up the wrong way. You certainly told them what you thought, didn't you? I, I generally do. I, yeah. Incompetence annoys me, Rob. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> but medical replacement joints are not my area. Okay. You know, if I can see something that people aren't doing correctly, yeah. then I will tell them. But there's different types of incompetence, though, too. There definitely is. There's, there's those that are trying their best. But can't do it. Yeah. And then there's ones who are really not putting sh- in the effort. Then they shouldn't be in that role, Rob. Let's face it. So they're, again, in need of motivational speakers. But yeah. They, they, well, they need motivational speaking into finding a new career. Mm-hmm. Something that they can do perfectly right. well, like collect bins. Okay. Anyone can collect bins, hopefully. Well, I, I, w- I would like to think that most people can yeah. achieve that one beef. Uh, now, what's the latest on the uh, the Welsh rugby team, Beef? Have you got any updates um, there? Well, no. I've had nothing for a week, Rob. Nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. This is a, this is not good, Beef. I mean, if you, so a week off the grid means you've got nothing to talk about <laughs> except some, well, some, rat, some rats. <laughs> except some rats and some um, white terns. Yeah. God, the bird watching. Red parrots and all sorts. Um, I could do this because I, when I was on the plane, it had Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. So I did look at a, a few uh, things, and um, I did see somebody took a picture of it. There's a new, I don't know if it was in Newport or wherever it was. It was a mate of mine. Mm-hmm. They took a picture of a, it's a new cleaning company. They're called Spruce Spring Clean. Okay. 
So that's quite funny. Spruce, spruce, spruce spring, spring clean, clean. cleaning company. Is it just because of the alliteration? You think it's quite funny or what? Well, it's a pun on Bruce Springsteen, isn't it? So spruce, oh, spring that's clean. That's how bad I am at puns. You're very bad. I, I didn't actually get so that. So we've had Jason Donovan, obviously in Melbourne, Lord of the Fries is a, is a yeah, classic. Yeah. Uh, the Codfather, which I've got the yeah, T-shirt yeah, yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. So I just thought very quickly, because I'm a genius, Rob, yeah. let's do... Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, here's tonight's top ten. I just need an excuse to get this going. Oh, here we go again. Here we go again. So the top ten. Brilliantly punny business names, Rob. Okay. You got that? I'm, Are you going to get these? I'm going to concentrate. You're going to concentrate? I, now that I know it's the intent, okay. I'll, be, I'll be focused. Number 10. Mm-hmm. Amy's Winehouse. It's an off-license in Sunderland in England. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a really negative dark side to that well, one. But Amy's Winehouse. Yeah. Number nine, from Huntington in New York, Florist Gump. I like that. That's a good one. Yeah. Number eight, Valencia in Spain have the really awesomely named barbershop British Hairways. <laughs> Why is it British? Because of the airline, British Airways? Uh, yeah, I know that, but if it's in Spain... There's, there's a lot of Brits why, living why in Valencia, Rob. A lot of Brits. Well, but they don't... Why, is their haircut different to Spanish ones? Just say yes. Well, Just well, well, say yes. So that one was rubbish, oh, basically. I thought it was funny. All right, we're going to Dunfermline in Scotland now for the uh, optometrist, Rob. Mm. Specs in the city. Ah, oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bradenton in Florida, the 21st century chiropractor's Thoracic Park. Okay. Yep. That works. Number five. There's a vape shop in Western Supermare in England, Darth Vapor. Is there, is there, is there a town called Darth? What? Is there a town called Darth as well? No, it's in Western Supermare, Rob. Yeah, no, but... but Darth then, Vapor. But why is... But the Darth doesn't make any Darth sense. Darth Vader? I know who Darth Vader is, Beef, but you can't just replace... I know you, you've had a week off. I've been but, on holiday. But no, but the Darth is irrelevant. No, Darth the Vader is his name. It's a pun on his name, Rob. You don't need the Darth. It doesn't make any what, sense. Just Vapor. I, I, get the, I, get, <laughs> I get the fun. Just Vapor. But the Darth is no longer relevant to the vaping. Oh, God. How long have we done this? 287 episodes. Yeah. I stand my ground. All right. Number the four. The is not relevant to the vaping beat. You, 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 I understand replacing Vader with it's vaping. It's a pun, Rob. We're going to Basingstoke in England. Yep. This guy's a plasterer. Flat boy skim. Yeah, good. A bit closer to home now. Yeah. What Tull- number are we up to? Number three. Number three. Tullamarine in Melbourne. This guy's a locksmith. 
Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. Don't mind that. Okay. Yeah. Pretty good, actually. Yeah. It's short S U R E. Yeah. Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Holmes is even H O M E S. Okay. Not like Sherlock Holmes at all. Just sounds like it. Let's go to Cape Town, Rob. South Africa. There's a gift shop. Very global. I don't understand. Unbelievably global. Someone's really done some, put some effort into this. Yeah, me. Dolce and Banana. Is that a fruit shop? No, he's a gift shop. I don't know. It's a pun. It should have been a fruit shop. He sells bananas, Rob. Of course he does. He's in Cape Town. Okay. The number one punny business name of all time. We're off to Leeds, Rob. It's a printer refill shop. Waiting. I'm waiting. Alan Cartridge. No, instead of Partridge. It's Cartridge. Yeah. That's it. I'm working out for my money tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you did well, pretty well by <laughs> last week. So, yeah. I thought you'd like Alan Cartridge. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. Well done. But it's also it's sort of like Darth... What, what's the Alan? What? Is his name Alan? What's the Alan about? Beef. <laughs> it's, it's, the same, it's, it's the same with the Darth. Why it's Alan the, Cartridge. I know, if you just I said know it's Cartridge, Alan Partridge. It wouldn't be a pun. No, but... The, the Alan is irrelevant. No, it's not. It is Because it's it a is. pun on I Alan Partridge. I know that's the name, but why is it Alan? Because he's called Alan. I'm just going to say he's called Alan just to keep you happy. He's called Alan, Rob. But that's great then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> oh, God. Ah. Oh. Well, that was fun, Beef. What a top ten that, that is. <sighs> just when you think the Beef Man's out of steam. <laughs> He, he come up pulls with... out another classic. Oh, oh, he's sweating. Word. Sweating more than he was on Norfolk I know, Island. I know, I'm a bit sweaty tonight. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Sweating about your incompetence. Yeah. About understanding puns. Right. Um, uh, and, and, but it's clear she's rejuvenated. She's, 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 she's yeah, feeling yeah. a bit happier good, about life good, in good, general good. and um, living with me. Yeah. I think. Okay. Yeah. That's the main that's, thing. That's the main thing. I did try my best. Yeah. We have to thank Jack Link's Beef Jerky. The mm-hmm. best beef jerky on the planet, Rob. We certainly do. And do you know why? Why? It's 100% grass-fed New Zealand beef. Is that right? In fact, it could be 100% grass-fed Norfolk Island beef, because there's cows that just walk around the island. they got right away and everything. How big is the island? Uh, nine by seven. Nine kilometres by seven kilometres? I think so, yeah. That's not very big. No. You could, you could run, you could run around it, beef. Did, did you run around it? It's massively hilly. <laughs> you can't. You struggle. If you've run around Norfolk Island, you've done well. Okay. Yeah. And there's no real, there's no ring so, road. So, but if it wasn't hilly, you definitely would have run around it, wouldn't you? Uh, I'm preparing for major operation, Rob. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I'm recovering yeah. from shingles, Rob. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's too much going on. Did you at least just lie on the beach then? Yeah, we went swimming to snorkeling yeah. and stuff. And see any sharks? They don't have sharks. It's amazing. What are you? It's they, protected, see? No sharks. They don't have any sharks. Not, the, the, not the, in... They've got those nets. No, I don't think so. Well, I don't, then how do they keep them out? Because it's very rocky. So there's lots of rocks keeping them out of the of the bays. Well, they're like sort of sea level, so it's like goes down. I think so. It was a big shelf. Like yeah. a lagoon, really. A little bit like a lagoon. Jaws got in the lagoon and, you know. Did he? Yeah. He was mechanical, though, Rob. That's true. Yeah, apart from that, they don't really have... I don't think they've ever had a, a recorded shark attack. 
Okay. In fact, let's be honest. There's only like 40 shark attacks worldwide every year. Right. People just blow it out of all proportion, Rob. Well, but they make good stories, Beef. Yeah. People like hearing about these things. Anyway, sorry, we got off track there because we've got to thank Jack Link's Beef Jerky, the best beef jerky on the planet. 100% grass-fed New Zealand beef. It's the food of astronauts. Mm. We've also got to thank Good Pods. It is the Goodreads of the podcasting world. It's got all your favourite podcasts, including 365 Days of Sport. Uh, if you have downloaded this show, and um, if you're listening to this, I guarantee you have downloaded it, then uh, we thank you mm-hmm. from the bottom of our hearts. Well, anyway, seeing you haven't really got any sports news whatsoever by the sound of No, no, no. Have no, you got no, any? No. Yeah, I shot 76 on Friday. 76 what? Ducks? And the golf course. Oh, he's back after his 93 or whatever the other week. That's 76. The that was the Darth Vapor was better than that pun you just did then. <laughs> um, this is at um, which this course? This is at Trentham course. Oh, Trentham a different golf one. Course. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and past 70, 70, so six over. Okay, that's not bad. But I was four over after three holes. Ooh, so two over for 15. 15. I can do maths too, man. Pretty handy beef. That's good. Some big, big, big drives going on. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm actually am going to another level. So, like, I, I've. Do you need to open the suitcase of courage? This, it's, it's been open for some time. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It's been well and truly open. Straight open is, I reckon, probably next year. Wow. Yeah. Do we need to do the New Zealand Open first as a warm up? We, well, I'll, I'll start with that. Okay. Because I think that's before Christmas. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Well, it's about November. Okay. Well, no, it's not. It's just been, isn't it? Don't ask me. So it'll be February next You're year. You're asking the wrong person. Yeah, that's the way. So that's going to be the plan. Okay. I love the plan. Loving the plan. Is there, Have you got any other sports news apart from the 76? No, no. I watched a lot of horse racing. Didn't win. Okay. I was doing, I was just off. It was like I got six out of eight. Okay. But that meant I got nothing, you know. Oh, really? So I lost five bucks. Oh, what? Yeah. Jeez. It's devastating, Pete. Uh, sounds like it. Yeah. Sounds like it. I mean, that could have got me to Norfolk Island, I reckon. I suggest you go. Yeah. And see it for yourself. Uh, it's not at the top of the list, if I'm honest. Isn't it? See, the other thing is, there's another island not too far away from Norfolk called Lord Howe Island. There's mm. another island under the Australian jurisdiction. But about three days before we were due to go away, they closed the island. Why? Because they've got this thing called myrtle rust. It's like a fungus that f- it flies through the air and destroys crops. How many people live on this island? I don't know how many people live. I find a- them weird, these weird little islands. How do people end up well, living on these places when there's, there's, there's like much better civilizations well, around? Talk about the Pitcairn Islands, which is half the size of Norfolk Island, by the way. It's 6,000 kilometers away from Norfolk Island. Their population, Rob? 48. How are you going to survive with 48 people? I think, and how do you regenerate? Because basically, you're all in the same family. Or if even if there's two families, it's a bit of incestuous stuff going on. So there's going to be a lot of two-headed monsters happening. Yes, definitely. I can see uh, that coming. So I'm not sure whether the Pitcairn Islands are going to last too long. Surely, they'd have to have established families and societies. I'd hope so. That uh, that they're able to create... But what what are we talking... Are you talking like there's like villages and stuff? Like old old school... Um, I, I can't tell you. I've never been the Pitcairn Islands with, with its 48 people, and there's no airstrip there, so you have to go by boat. Is there electricity? I'm assuming so. We are in 2023, Rob. So then they would have to have like a, a boat drop off every two months or something with supplies, yep. and they just load up, chuck it in the fridge, and they have to plan everything all the time. Well, I'm assuming they, I mean, this is they what, grow a lot sure, of food. Sure, just live somewhere else, Beach. <laughs> yeah. just sounds annoying. Well, just sounds annoying. It does sound annoying. Thousands of years of 
historic culture. Yeah. Just live somewhere else. Yeah, give it away. Hey, did you hear about Kevin? No. He's in Australia too. Spreading himself a bit thin. Yeah. Everyone wants a slice of Kevin. Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Link's Beef Up Your Snack Life. This is Daniel Ricciardo, and this is 365 Days of Sport. There's so many gags on the cricket field, so let's hear it. Many gags. I'm going to be honest, Rob. Yeah. This book's not really working it's for me. It's not working out. Uh, no, I thought it would be good, but it's a bit difficult to get it through. So Too, too much foul language is what it is, isn't there's it? There's a little bit of foul language in it, yeah. but um, what I'm going to do, I'm going to do these two, and then as we talk just off air then, I've realised that the internet may be quite useful for some sport. Okay, so and, stick with the same thing, but you're going to actually research Well, no, I think out. we might find some sport gags a la okay. Boonie yeah. way back in the day. But don't you feel this is putting a lot more pressure on you? Because before are you before oh, Rob. You, you've got Rob. you've got a before it was random. Remember it was pick, random. Pick a number. So yeah, if yeah. it was terrible, it's not on the beef. Yeah, true. Whereas now, if you're selecting it specifically, hey, you're taking it off. I've got the, an the idea, Rob. On you. What's that? Perhaps you can do. We could do Rob's sports oh, joke of the week. I won't find any of them oh, funny though. A, beef. <laughs> it's boring. Patience is a virtue, Rob. I mean, honestly, of if from the two, oh god, this don't hit the thing. thing from the two books and and one. What was it? There was Max Walker, David Boone, Max Walker, and David now, Boone, and now why are you so fat? With why Shane are you so fat with Warney? Yeah. I, I think I've laughed three times. That's the problem. Out of a good fifty-eight. Well, let's jokes. let's give it a whirl. I'll have a look in the week and uh, see what I can come up with. Um, this is patience and a virtue. Okay. Now, I'm coming with an open mind, beef. I'm glad I, you. I'm are. not here just ready to just slander, slandering. Unless point I the go out and say in, the, in giant... the following seven days and find another book, which I'm I'm quite happy to go and do. Mm. I'll go and scour the op shops because that's generally where they come out of. Right. Occasionally, top international players pop up to play in great cricket in order to warm up for the season or loosen up after injury. Australian fast bowler Jeff Lawson was playing in one of these games and he was bowling to a notoriously slow Indian player who began to aggravate him. Each time Lawson bowled, the batsman would play his best forward defensive stroke and yell, Waiting! to his partner at the bowler's end. After one block and waiting! One too many times, Lawson snapped, Mate! You're not the only one. The whole effing world's waiting. Yeah. Uh, again, at the, at the time, it could have been yeah, quite funny. it would have been. But it's, it's not It's not like... So, what I'm going to do... Oh, but off the cuff, you know what I mean? What I'm going to do, I'm just going to do this one. And also because you couldn't say the swear word, it loses yeah, the impact. True, yeah. You know? Well, I, I can't say the F word in this one, but I can clean it up. All right. This is the number one sledge of all time. Of all time. Who, who, where's this ranking come this from? This is me. I've okay. given it the ranking. Yep. This is uh, Australia were playing Zimbabwe in the World Cup. Glenn McGrath's bowling. Ed O'Brandes, the portly chicken farmer. Yes. Zimbabwean chicken farmer's batting. Uh, you, you, this is not going to work without saying the swear word, Beef. Uh, I will clean it up, Rob. All right. Glenn McGrath's getting quite angry, as he was prone to do. He can't get Ed O'Brandes out. Mm-hmm. So he bowls one past the outside edge. He runs down the pitch. He says, why are you so fat? To which Ed O'Brandes replies, because every time I make love to your wife, she gives me a biscuit. Yeah. Everyone knows that one beef. That's the number one sledge of all time. Isn't that the one on the front of the... So that's That's all That's why it's called Why Are You So Fat? No, because I want to bin the book, so I've got to the end. Oh, so that's, that's the end. At this stage. I, I, I'm not going to miss it, that one. No, I'm not going to miss that it. That was almost, I would say, the worst book of the three so far. Thanks, mate. Yeah. It was it's good. Not that, it's not that I don't appreciate your effort. No, I know. You're putting in the effort. It's yep. these authors are not 
they're not no, delivering for you, Beef. They're bloody useless. I no. should write my own. <gasps> oh, well, now you're really putting the onus on. That's too much Beefy's pressure. going to write his own gags. Mate, I've got four, four, four months off. You're effectively declaring yourself as sort of I've, a radio co- com- stand-up comedian. That's I've, what you're doing. I've dug a if hole. You're write I've dug own, a hole there, haven't this I? Is, this is brilliant. All right. No, 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 no. We're doing this. <laughs> or, or we can even, we? We, and, in fact, I, I'm tr- no, no, no. This is the new segment. <laughs> Joke off. J- joke oh. off. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Who's got the best gag? Like it. Yeah. Now we're cooking. Okay. I like this. Do you know, that realise that you've got seven days to do a sting. So- a, a, oh, not a sting as well. Well, I, I'm going to do a r- rubbish one. Okay. Well, no, this thing is yeah. just going to go, doom, 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 gag off. That. Oh, I like it. Like that? Nice, like that? Work. Well done. That's going to work? Well, it's better than your other ones. It's gag off. It doesn't sound right, does it? Gags off for the lads. Gags off for the lads. It sounds like it could be something from sort of a bondage room or something. So maybe we should, I'll change it. You've changed, Rob. A gag off. Gag off, yeah. Oh, yeah. You now see, now you oh, get, the so you're the slow one it's now. A, yeah, well, I wasn't thinking of that. Okay. All right, happy birthday, Australian test cricket umpire Tom Brooks, who died 2007. Happy birthday, Tom, if you're listening. Uh, basketball Hall of Fame coaches, Jerry Sloan, Basketball Hall of Fame guy, Rick Barry, Australian boxer, Johnny Famishon. Happy birthday, Johnny, if you're listening. I think he might have died a couple of years ago, but there you go. Oh, here's a big one, Rob. Happy birthday, American gymnast Bart Connor. Yep, Bart. Yeah, well done, Bart. Yeah. Uh, NBA coaching guard Byron Scott happy birthday Byron Irish golfer Philip Walton happy birthday Waltz England soccer forward Steve Bull happy birthday Stevie English test cricket captain Nasser Hussain finally somebody we know know. happy birthday Naz Mm -hmm. American NHL forward Keith Mm -hmm. as his surname that's it happy birthday Keith Spanish soccer midfielder Ivan Higuera and New Zealand Rugby League captain Nathan Kalis. Happy birthday, Nathan. Nathan. Oh, in the Rugby League. Yes, of course. Yep. Got it. Yep. When I said New Zealand yeah, rugby, rugby League, league you captain. Meant, you meant yeah, rugby, rugby league. league. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, heard rugby and, you know. Yeah, you Kiwis all the same, aren't you? What does on that the, mean? On this day, 1955, Rob. New Zealand was dismissed for 26. Oh, no. The lowest score in test still, history on this day, Rob. Still the lowest score. Bob Appleyard took four for seven. There you go. Oh, Wilt name. Chamberlain retired on this day, 1973. Well done, Wilt. To avoid unfavorable publicity and fan backlash, team owners authorized the late-night shifting of the Baltimore Colts equipment to the club's new relocated home in Indianapolis. They literally moved overnight on this day in 1984. Chicago Bulls superstar Michael Jordan scored 69 points during a win at Cleveland. Only four players in NBA history had previously scored more points in a single game. Mm -hmm. 1990, that happened, Mm -hmm. Rob. Golfing father and son Bob and David Duval won tournaments on their respective tours on the same day. Impressive. On this day in 1999. Bob won the Emerald Coast Classic. You know, I reckon we've had that before, but... Oh, no, no, no. No, we haven't. Carry on. I was about to say something really stupid. I'm used to it, man. Yeah. I'm used to it. Yeah. Uh, Man United equaled Arsenal's record by supplying England with seven players in the 3-1 World Cup qualifying win against Albania. Well, that could be a question. Name any five out of the seven. No, you're not going to get that, yeah. Uh, that was in 2001. 2008, on this day, the fastest triple hundred ever in test cricket. Veranda Saywag hit the second triple century of his career. Mm. How stupid is this? This drivel mm. that they wheel out. Yep. He hit the fastest triple century in test cricket. But do we know how many balls? No. So they left that out. Yeah, they left out the most important bit. Very poor. And David Beckham became England's most capped outfield player when he won his 109th cap against Slovakia in a 4-0 win at Wembley in 2009. So there Not you go. a very good day in sport. No, crap day in sport, yeah, actually. Rubbish. It's not good at all. Disappointing. Um, let's try and make up for it a little bit with this. 
Is it better than the beef? Probably. I've got a world record, Rob. Yep. Just want to remind you about do, that. Do you want to remind people what it is? No. Anyway. Some people might be listening to the oh, first okay. time. They don't uh, know. Not everyone actually knows who you are. I don't know if you... Yeah. <laughs> well, they should do by yeah. now. Wow. So anyway, uh, officially, I am the world's biggest sports fan as recognised by Guinness. Yep. So every week, well, not every week, but most weeks, we kind of work out whether my world record is better than somebody's new world record that mm-hmm. they've just happened to uh, break or set, yeah. as the case may be. Who was, you know, who was potentially as good a spectator as you are? Or... Something else altogether. Or something else altogether. (laughs) A pair of British brothers-in-law each pulled a 1.65-tonne van a distance of 32 miles to become co-holders of a new Guinness World Record. James Baker, 36, John Darwin, 32, completed their feats side-by-side at Elvington Airfield in Yorkshire and both stopped at exactly 32 miles. Uh, The record is officially the farthest distance pulling a vehicle in 24 hours as an individual. They did it because uh, Darwin had a bout with leukaemia, and it inspired him to start completing challenges each year to raise money for charity. He he towed a van. He pulled a van. 50 kilometres, basically. Yeah, that's right. In 24 hours. Is that better than yours? Is that better than uh, my world record? It it is. It's only a van, Rob. It's on wheels. It's downhill. Can you imagine towing a van for 32 miles? No. It's a good effort, isn't it? Definitely can't do it. So, yeah. that's a no-brainer beef. That's, 32 I mean, miles, That's yeah. a genuine physical feat. Where it says their well, friend... That definitely beats, like, a, an endurance spectator. Yeah. Adding to that, though, their friend, Daniel Callahan also attempted to break the record with them, but stopped after 14 miles because he pulled a ligament in his ankle. 14, so that's near about sort of 24 k's. 22 kilometre. It's still a long... I mean, just running 22 kilometres is a long way, isn't it? In 24 hours... Not really. But with, while you're towing a van, though. Oh, while you're towing a van, yeah. So maybe he's maybe you're on a par with him. Oh, the, okay. the other two are, bit, the other uh, two are definitely third. better. Nice, I like it. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, in that case, congratulations to uh, James Baker and John Darwin. Yeah. Because you are you're now better than the beef. Well done. So we played the first song that came to his head. It just so happened to be. It was the worst song in the world. It was the worst song in the world. Listen to the song, and it's clear upon, because the words don't fit, and the song is shit. You're a talentless You suck! Those are the days when the stings were good, Rob, when you put effort in. What, what do you want from me, Beef? <laughs> I, want I don't like any like of yours. I like stings like I, that. It, it takes time to do that. Uh, I'm not mucking around doing that. For, uh, my friend produced that, not we me. Know, we know. <laughs> it was good, though, back in the day. Um, I was watching the news this morning, and they um, they went and interviewed one of the chicks from the Australian water polo team. Apparently, it's the World Championships are coming up next week or right. something. So I thought, because I've literally had an hour to write the show for so tonight. So we've, we've already had, obviously, one of the classic songs was a water polo song in the past. Yes, it, one we've, of the, probably in the top ten. We've got uh, now a, a contender. This is uh, a band called Scow del Sol. Mm. They're from Germany. This is called Shubidoo. The water polo song. No. Hey, everybody, get up for the water polo games. Here we go. The water polo song. Are you liking it so far? Uh, it's, uh, it's dubious. It's dubious. 
I need some context. When is this played? When? I got no idea. No, I'm going to be honest with you. But no one's singing that in the state. This doesn't come on the stadium and everyone's like, oh, awesome. Well, it's from Germany. All I know about Scow del Sol is they're from Germany. I don't even know the town. I don't know whether it's a big water polo town or whether they're water polo legends. Yeah. I've got to be honest. I I just typed in Mm. water polo song and that came up. And I thought, right, that's on. I don't know anything else. I've never even heard the song. Well, I tell you what, if they keep pushing it, I reckon the sport will be bankrupt pretty soon. (laughs) Because um, it's shamefully dreadful. I I, I, I couldn't understand how is that going to help water polo in any way, shape or form. It's getting the kids in. I don't think it will be beef. Like the three-year-old kids? I think we'll see everyone running and people will be wanting to shoot themselves in the face when it gets turned on in the stadium. Because it would just be the most horrendous thing you've ever heard in your entire life, I, and it's—I it's, can't explain it. I'm going to be honest. For this generations to come from whatever children that the people who brought about the song yeah. existing, if they if they go and procreate, they will have to inherently take on the sh- the shame that they've created from that okay. piece of drivel. There, beef. It's not I, good. I, I and mean, water polo is not doing that well. I don't think on the world stage anyway. Um, possibly and, not. I'm not too sure. I'm this not is quite not, up. It's with not bringing the, it at home. The uh, world of water polo right now. But at, the, at what point did, he, did they go, we should chuck in a shooby-dooby-wop bit now? <laughs> that, that's, that's, I, I the, think, that, this is the next part. I think they probably started with that. And and then fit and, the water polo and, around it. Yeah, that's what I think was happening. I reckon you might be right on this occasion, well, Beef. I reckon yeah. they said we need a hook. Yes. What's, what's, We've got to what's, get what's the kids, been a pop classic? We've got to get the kids in a water polo somehow. Yeah. Shooby-dooby-dop-bop. Or a polo song. Yeah. That's what it is. That's that's how it came about. Well, um, God, I mean, I'm a bit speechless, really, Beef. You, you pulled it out again. <laughs> Somehow, I've What just... made you choose water polo as a sport? I told you. I yeah. saw an interview with one of the Australian girls. They're off yeah. to the World Championships tomorrow yeah. or something. And you heard in the background. And I... <laughs> Now, that would be funny. And I just thought, oh, there must be some other water polo songs apart from the one mm-hmm. yeah. that's in the worst yep. song in the world, top 10. Yep. Now, if we were being serious about worst song in the world and the worst songs that we've had, yeah. that's in the top 10, surely. It is, as a I, bad as song. As an actual bad, As bad an actual one. worst not, song. Not one that we kind of enjoy. Exactly. An actual bad, yeah, rubbish yeah, yeah, yeah. one that, that's shameful. I think we have to start digging deep and work out the actual worst song in the world, well, top it's ten. It's got that Eurovision vibe. It's got a uh, bit of "Come on, Barbie, let's go party." What it's it, a little uh, bit a- like Aqua, that. that Aqua, bad. yeah. It's got a bit of that in there, um, uh, very, but not as. N- there's no redeeming feature of the song. Like it. Yeah. If the Wiggles did that, it would work. Ooh, yeah. What's well, it's their sort of genre? It is it? their short, sort of genre, actually. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they could become Cover their it. part-time uh, ambassadors w- for Ambassadors for the Australian, I think they're called the Stingrays? Is it? you? I wouldn't know. Bruce. I think the Australian yeah. uh, water polo team. Is it? We, we yeah. love a nickname, don't we? What would the uh, New Zealand water polo team be called? What's the, black and in the, the water? The, the, bl- the black waders. 
The Black Raiders. <laughs> yeah. What a something vision. Like, something like what that. What a vision that is. <laughs> the Black Raiders. Yeah. The New Zealand water polo team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, no, the, the answer not, was I don't know. Beef. Not the manta rays or called. the killer whales or anything. No. It has to be Let's the go the Waders. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Loving it. What up? Same old, same old. You? Fifty Shades of Greys. Nice. <laughs> hey, did you hear the news about Bridget? She's making her way around Australia. For reals? Yeah, she's everywhere. Barbecues, footy, even camping. Well, sounds like she's flat out. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to go to Australia. One day, bro. One day. Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues. Beef up your snack life. Hi, I'm Jeff Fennick and this is 365 Days of Sport. Time for Rob's Film Review! And you mm. said my stings were rubbish, Rob. Yeah, oh, that was just a genius beef. What can I say? Oh, how'd you come up with that? How, how long did you... Hours. Yeah, hours. I stewed yeah, over it. Kept uh, you up all night. Anyway, thing, we haven't done Rob's Film well, it's Review. it's been a while. But for quite so. In fact... I can't even tell you what was the last film. There. I can. It was Morris Flickcroft's golf oh, one. It was too. Well so, well, the thing that's changed is now I'm actually going to the cinema, whereas before I'd just oh, what, yeah. find some film from 1978 yeah. or something and just f- was for free on YouTube and yeah. it was rubbish. But this has come up in our conversation quite a, 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 on a couple of occasions. Yep. And is, is the great film with a title that can only grab one's attention immediately, which is simply Cocaine Bear. And it's beer as in a grizzly beer, not a, not a beer to drink or like things being laid beer. Yeah. And the premise of the story is simply this. And it's based on a true story of beers being known as, um, oh, what's, it, what's his name? The, the big drug lord from like South America, Pablo Escobar. Escobar. They call him Pablo Escobar. Nice. Or, or C- C- Cokey the Bear or something. Cokey the Bear. <laughs> Cokey and the Bandit. No. He's <laughs> also known as that because this is actually a, a sort of a fable that people know about. Okay. The, basically what happened is a massive cocaine dealer went to drop all these bags into, it's like the Chattanooga Forest or something okay. like that. Oh, ten- in, uh, Tennessee. In, uh, Tennessee sort of yeah. area. All these bags, like bright red bags, stacked full of pounds and millions and millions of dollars worth of cocaine. And then he was going to parachute out of the plane and oh, sail yeah, down yeah. And, go and, oh. so, and go and collect Actually, them. Actually, that was one of the last films we reviewed as well. Oh, yeah, that parachute one. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called. Cutaway. Cutaway. <laughs> Classic Just film. Just cut away. Um, and well, how it's portrayed in the film was that upon diving out of the plane, there's some turbulence and he bumps his head on the plane and knocks himself out so yeah. he jumps out of the plane and he's knocked out and right. falls to his death which he oh. did do in real life okay but they don't know exactly how or whether the plane okay. thing didn't open or whatever yeah anyway so essentially we have millions of dollars of cocaine in the forest yep could be anywhere any up for and it's anyone's money yes and as it turns out there's a black bear yeah a co- cokey the bear do they who, have who, bears in Tennessee? Well, I think uh, sort of Kentucky, Tennessee border oh, okay, kind of thing. up there. Yeah. Bear country. <laughs> in fact, I, I'm sure they even said Georgia. Wow. Of Georgia more than around there. It's, it's in that here. area around there sort okay. of thing. Well, I don't, I'm the not Mid-East, sure. I don't, I don't It's think, the Mideast. I don't think grizzlies and browns get down there. 
Okay, but, but black, black bears, bears yeah. do. Okay, I'm liking it. And they, of course, are the the more Afraidy type of bears. Oh, yeah. It's it's browns and grizzlies are the ones. oh the black bears. Well, don't. they even have a little phrase in the in the film which yeah. says, "If it's black, you fight back. Yeah. If it's brown, you lie down." Right. Yeah. So, like, play dead. That's like just, me on the toilet. Well, that's uh, that's. If it's black, you fight back. If it's brown, flush it down. Oh God, beef. I don't know. I just come yeah, up with that. I mean, that that's like that's horrendous. That that's that's going to give people nightmares. Good. Far worse than the violence in this movie, frankly. Really. Now, so old uh, Koki the Bear, he's the first one to come across a fair haul. Yeah. And see, the thing is, in real life. All the stuff that happens in the movie, yeah, no one knows. This is all just made up. Okay, all that happens in real life is the bear overdosed on way too much. <laughs> he ate like to the apparently to the point where it was there was no room left in his stomach. It just had wads yeah. and wads, just of coke. wads and wads of it, and it just obviously it must have tasted okay. For uh, a well, bear. well, so what they do in the movie is they pretend that the bear actually is a proper addict. And he's on the hunt. Like, he runs out of coke, and then he goes find, looking for more all the time. Right. And he's just heaving this stuff. <laughs> he's just absolutely loving it. But the thing is, I mean, people want to laugh about this movie. They I do. Because you hear a, a movie called Cocaine Bear. Right. And you think Sharknado. Yeah. You think of ludicrous things. But beef, I went deep in this movie. Oh, okay. I, I'm going to try and put a case for that this is a quality film. It's, okay. It's much, much deeper than just the bears snorting loads of coke and going around <laughs> mauling people. Which was, <laughs> although there was a fair amount of that in there. Right. Because you get, they do this standard thing of a break off of different groups. So yeah. there's people lost in the forest. You've got oh, the, the okay. park ranger. You've got some hicks. You've got the people trying to retrieve the drugs and get the money. Then you've got some kids who wag school and oh, the mum's chasing after them multi-layered. over Multi-layered. Multi-layered, multi-story, classic storytelling, yeah. like Star Wars kind of thing. So you're bouncing around all the place and you're sort of, and slowly they're getting taken out one by one. They're getting nailed. All of a sudden, Ray Liotta. Who is the Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta is the masterman behind the whole drug? I didn't know he was escapade. still alive. Ray well, Liotta. This is, tragically, this is his last film. He'll, he, his, he did? His, his, his wave goodbye was cocaine oh. beer. Yeah. Apologies to Ray Liotta. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realise that uh, he had passed. Uh, well, he has just recently passed. But, right, okay. but what a way to go out! Go out with a, with a blast. Go out with a drug fueled black bear. Well, he's he he is the one who's behind the drug. Okay, yeah, uh, he's Escobar kind of thing, right? But he doesn't—he's not really in the film that much. He well, sends out his there's henchmen. a reason for that, apparently, yeah. Rob. <laughs> well, I don't think it's because of that. Okay. his role was just a bit of a cameo. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. He sends his henchmen out to go and retrieve the okay. stuff, kind right, of thing. Like it, and and. Uh, I'm just going to do... People might want to say spoiler spoiler alert. I'm just saying... I think, this, spo- I think we're past that. We're past that, people. We just say what happens. It came out February 24th, apparently. Yeah. So um, I think we're past the spoiler alert. We certainly are. By the way, Tom Cruise is Maverick. Exactly. Yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah, well, that was in the preview. I mean, yeah. most people exactly. knew that, that was going to happen. Anyway, carry on. Cocaine bear. And, and it gets to the point where the policeman has found these guys' stash of... Cocaine that they were the one that they managed to find yeah. of the multiple bags, which yeah, they yeah. to find in a gazebo in the woods. In a gazebo? In a gazebo. A wooden or a little mini bandstand kind of thing. But, right. Well, that's what it looks like. It would do. Yeah. I don't, I'm not imagining there's a lot of gigs going on. It's a rotunda. It was more like a rotunda. There you go. Made of wood. And they hid, the, they, they hid the red, red bag up in the top. All right, yeah. And there's a there's this random cop who somehow is on the case. Right. And he comes down from Atlanta or something, and he's got this stupid toy dog with a bow in its hair. What? Well, yeah, it's totally pointless. I don't okay. know what the hell this thing's there for. Yeah, it does. This stupid it. dog. It, it could be a sniffer dog. It wasn't. It got, he <laughs> left, no, he left it behind. Oh. 
But it became some sort of symbolic of the passing of the tide because he gets he dies this cop and oh, the spoiler alert, and people. the boy well no <laughs> screw <laughs> your spoiler alert. there's nothing to spoil no um, in fact you said it and my spoiler alert was after the spoiler yeah so yeah but the thing is beef there's a, there's a greater moral story underneath all of this a greater and moral or greater moral or greater immoral exactly how I just said it okay. whatever I said that's whatever what it you is. said yeah a now, great immoral story apparently. Well, the thing is, this bear is absolutely riddled to the brim with cocaine. He's breathing the stuff. It is flying out everywhere. He sneezes and you're covered. Is he like a pig pen in peanuts? He's got this cloud around him. He's a salt shaker beef is what he is. Yeah. Right. And so basically he's on an absolute rampage. But the point is underneath it, which is made clear at the end, the bear is in fact a victim. Oh, yeah. A bear is not, doesn't have the capacity to think uh, uh, in terms of the complexities of the human mind. Mm. So, if, obviously, cocaine's a recreational drug for people to have a fun time. The bear has ingested a, a stupendous amount, but he only has capacity for fight or flight. He's all instinctive. Yeah. So, all it does is send him into a state of, I'm going to m- kill everyone. But it's not his fault. Before this, he's probably quite a peaceful bear just hanging out with his cubs. Yeah. Her cubs, rather. It's, we- it is a girl. Oh! Power to the women. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, anyway, uh, I was coming to something here. Oh, so so the bear is not the villain. No. The, the bear is the victim. Yes. The villain is Ray Liotta. Bloody Ray Liotta. And this is made clear at the end. Because the whole thing is, no one actually needs to be in the woods chasing this cocaine. True. They're all there for Including the wrong reasons, the Beef. They're chasing the money. They're chasing the drugs. They're all looking yeah. for a shortcut in life, not when to put the work in. Um, so, uh, really, they got what's coming to them with this bear. Yeah. The, and the bear is the, is the victim of the story, Beef. Yeah, so this, yeah. is, this, this, is the dip, this is where I went deep, you see. I'm feeling, feeling it. it. I'm feeling it. Yeah. And it ends up, they're on a, like a, they went through this cave, and they're on a cliff face, which goes a big waterfall down on the bottom. Okay, yeah. The mum and the kids jump off. they safe. They land safely in the water. Oh. Ray Liotta with his two henchmen is in a fight with them saying, give me the drugs, I want the drugs. And they're going, they're having a moment of clarity. They're saying, this is not worth it. No. You know, and, and Ice Cube's son is in it, he, he, and he had his fingers shot off. Ice yeah. Cube's son. Yeah, Ice Cube's what son. A, what a big break for Little Cube. Yeah, well, he played Ice Cube in the NWA movie because he looks a lot like him. Northwest Alaska. No. Good. Well done. We don't, people know who NWA is. They yeah. know what it stands for, Beef. I know. It's all right. My word. Anyway. Th- that, anyway, he's So Little it. Cube's in it. Yep. yep. And they decide, and he, as they jump off into the water, Radio just shoots him on the way down. Oh, it's a bit rough. Ray? But he also shoots the bear, and the Ooh. bear falls down, and we think he's done for. And the little cubbies are there. But what the bear does is, as he's reaching for the cocaine... uh, uh, Sorry, not the bear. Ray Ray Liotta's reaching for the cocaine. And he breaks open the bag, and the coke falls down and bangs on a rock, and it all sprays out into the air. And cocaine bear, he looks down and out. But he gets another wolf of it, mate, and he's back. (laughs) And he comes (laughs) barreling straight up. And he does one quick slash at Ray Liotta, and his intestines are falling out, and he's lying on the ground munted, on the cliff face munted. But he's still well alive. And then the little baby cubs just come up, and they just slowly eat him to death, and he's just screaming, dying at the end. So, yeah. That's it. Oh, the violence was off the charts. Oh, wow. Yeah, but it's always kind of a little bit funny as well, but quite graphic. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's a comedy horror, really, kind of thing. Yeah. And in this portrayal, the bear ends up getting off scot-free. Uh, his coke supplies, I think, eventually run out, and he's uh, he's on the straight and narrow again. But the final scene is he's just like lying on a, on a rock, sunbathing with his cubs. Her. And the stupid dog... 
gets handed on. This I forgot about the dog. The dog gets handed on to. I can't even remember who gets handed on to. It's, oh, the 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 son, Radiota's son. Ah, uh, Ray, Radiota Junior. And he gets in. He goes, "This is my dog now." And it goes home with this. It's the, a shit dog, beef. <laughs> really is. Yeah. And, and that's sort of supposed to be the reward. Is now he's at peace with this lame dog that you, if you saw right. it, you'd want to slap it. Like yeah. it's got a bow. Because they put in those it, little yeah. dogs when they when they couldn't get animals in the um, you know animal enclosures in the zoos. They put little dogs in in China, didn't they? It to, was a, what to feed the bears? No, no, what? it was just a really shit zoo. <sighs> I mean, honestly. So how many uh, how many hackers yeah. out of uh, five? Uh, five. Whoa! Yeah, it's as good as it gets. Quite as beer. good as it it's gets. It's a ripper. Deep. It's entertaining. It's funny. Uh, it's a it's a wave of emotion throughout. Wow! So official. It makes you want to party. It would do. <laughs> uh, the official uh, stats for Cocaine Bear: sixty eight percent on the official. Ah, uh, uh, they're wrong. The audience: seventy one percent. The critics' consensus. This is the critics' consensus, Rob. Okay. Despite Cocaine Bear's half baked plot. And uneven acting, the titular fur friends scene snorting frenzy will give B movie enthusiasts a contact high. Okay. The audience says Cocaine Bear does pretty much exactly what it sets out to do, and if you're in the mood for some silly horror comedy, that'll be more than enough to mm. satisfy. Yeah. I-, I would suggest you won't lose much by waiting for it to come on Netflix or something. Yeah. Um we had an entire cinema to ourselves today. The public has spoken. Uh, yeah. I think everyone's... It, it was one ten on a Tuesday, you know. Tight ass Tuesday, Rob, though. So I think what's happened is the all of Australia has seen Cocaine Bear already. The whole of the population. I'm late to the party, really. You're a bit late to the party. Okay. Dimitri... So forget all those spoiler alerts. Spoiler enhancement. You've already seen Spoiler enhancement. Yeah. Dimitri Samarov, who from the Chicago Reader, he says... Save yourself the price. Oh, he's American, obviously. Mm-hmm. Save yourself the price of admission and just watch the trailer if you haven't already. Or better yet, make your own TikTok version. It'll be funny and will cost the viewers a lot less time. That's what Dmitry Samarov said. Ah, <laughs> uh, so he's not wrong. <laughs> okay, uh, I haven't read the reviews. I'm just looking out there. Yeah, uh, Mary comments. Mary Beth McAndrew says, mm-hmm. "Break out the mirrors and dollar bills because cocaine bear is one party you won't want to miss." Yeah, it kicks straight off at the, the start. Like it's, I, it doesn't really show him discovering its first sort of uh, encounter with this big bag. Like it immediately just see him, he's a, like banging his head against the tree, like he's lost oh, his mind really? kind of thing. Has this bear, Cokey the bear, Okey Cokey. So Fantastic. there you go, beef. Well, you've got me. It's lived I, up to the hype. I'm, I'm gonna go and see it. Yeah, probably not in the cinema. Yeah, wait for it to come. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's no rush. No, there's no rush. Although anyway. you've kind of spoiled it for me now with the no, or you haven't. No, not really. No. I reckon you saw the incoming. Uh, Matthew Lickowner from the San Diego Reader. He says, "Why does the bear kill everyone it meets during its drug rampage, except for the one person it decides to kidnap? Yeah. Why don't people with guns shoot the bear when they have the chance?" Because this movie needs to happen. That's why. Right. Um, I, I think when you've got a movie where a bear's taking cocaine and is going on a rampage, it's a bit folly to try and look for logistical flaws in it. Uh, the entire concept is is ludicrous. So yes. I think just run with it, that bloke. Yeah. It's like someone watches Lethal Weapon and he just like jumps over from a building to another one and goes, oh, I like that it happened. Yeah. I think you're missing the point. Um, it says, inspired by the 1985 true story of a drug runner's plane crash, missing cocaine and the black bear that ate it, this wild thriller 
finds an oddball group of cops, criminals, tourists and teens converging in a Georgia forest where a 500-pound apex predator has ingested a staggering amount of cocaine and gone on a coke fueled rampage for more blow and blood. Well, that's, that's exactly the, what that's it was. That's the official... The two uh, Bs. Yeah. The two Bs, blow and blood. Yeah. Yes. Well, that went well. But, but, I mean, you wanted 15 minutes. I think I gave it almost 20 there, so that was worthwhile, wasn't almost it? Almost 20. Yeah. That's what they, that's what they said, <laughs> yeah. and that's what we got. Hey, bro, if we were on a desert island and there wasn't any grass... No grass? Would you eat me to survive? Oh, bro, who'd eat a cow? Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues, beef up your snack life. Hey, this is Toddy Goldsmith, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. Oh, that music can only mean one thing, Rob. What's that, Beef? It's the greatest sports trivia quiz on the interwebs today. Just, just on today? a radio just show. Today? Just today? Well, generally, yeah, yeah just right. today. Uh, we do ask each other sports trivia questions. We ask each other three questions. Either there is a total and a maximum of five points to be scored for every question. The winner will be the one who gets the most out of 15. Just ask a question. Oh, you want me to ask a question? Isn't that what what you're going to say? I was going to say about um, we've had a week off to prepare for this. Right. That's well, all. That's it. Yeah. You Have you been revising? <laughs> You should have. <laughs> yesterday. All right. Yep. Question one, Rob. Mm. New Zealand at the 1990 Commonwealth Games oh, that was in Auckland. Come on. They won nine medals in athletics. Oh, right? Yeah, okay. Name any five of the medalists for New Zealand. You've got to be kidding me. You were there, Rob. It's the New any, Zealand. Is it any medal? Any medal in athletics. Track and field, Track men and, and women. Okay. Gavin Lovegrove. Yes, third in the javelin. Well done. See? Okay. And you um, thought it was difficult. Uh, Beatrice Famuina. I think that might be a bit before her time. God damn it. Think Back of the field. New Zealand. They were, would have been on the front page of the Auckland Times. Yeah. If that exists. Ten. I can remember someone else who did get a medal, but she was a gymnast. <laughs> um, she might have doubled up. Okay, running. I've got discus. I've said I've got javelin. Any, who are the runners? Uh, I'm sure John Walker's had his day by then. Oh, yes. He's long. He's gone. If fact, fact, Tony's someone. Uh, this is this is just a terrible question, Pete. The, the 1990 Commonwealth Games. It's one of their favourites, Rob. Okay, I'm going to go with this one. Chris Donaldson. No Chris Donaldson. Sorry, Rob. So I've got two guesses left? Yeah. I'm not even going to think of a name. I don't know anyone's name, Beef. <laughs> don't know anyone's name? No. That's involved oh. in a- oh. Lorraine Moller. Sorry, Rob. It was oh, a great guess. So I had to check. Come on. Had to check. All right. If I give you a clue, I think she got third in the Olympic Games for a gold oh. uh, in the Olympic Games for a marathon. Oh, great effort from uh, Lorraine. Okay. If I told you in the women's high jump, you came first and third. I would say that was a great achievement by whoever. That exactly. Was. It was a great achievement by the New Zealand high jumpers at the time. Um. What? Well, at least tell me the other sports. Any runners? The walk. Women's 10K walk. Uh, women's 10... The captivating 10K walk. <laughs> the, the captivating yeah, yeah. 10K walk that all of New Zealand stopped for at the time. No. Okay, the women's 10,000 metres. No. The men's decathlon. Oh, yes. He gave me one. <laughs> Simon Pullman. Yeah, Simon yes. Pullman. Yes. Good on you, Beef. It's a good sport. I've just seen as well, Simon Pullman 
actually came third in the pole vault as well. Oh, I did all right. Okay, javelin throw, you got Gavin Lovegrove. Yeah. Hammer? Any hammer throwers? Nah. Not Angus Cooper no, in a New well, Zealand I mean, record? Obviously he got, but Come I on. don't remember that. Now, guy. the 1500 metres for men, Peter Elliott won for England. Wilfred Karochi for Kenya. Yeah. Peter O'Donoghue, Rob. A legend of the 1500 metres in no, New Zealand. he's not. He's not at all. Didn't For the Run Blacks, whatever they were called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one definitely sounds racist. <laughs> yeah. of, all, of all of them. <laughs> yeah, the Run Blacks. Anyway, so uh, there you go. They were the New Zealand oh my medalists. So from... without your clue, I would have only got one. Oh, in the high jump, sorry, for the women. Oh, yeah. Tanya Murray. I, I was going for a T name, but I was yeah. more Tony. And Tanya. Tracy Phillips. Oh, there we go. She came third in the walk. Days. And Judkins, Rob. Okay. She, she came got, second. I don't care anymore. This is get, get And on with um, it. Barbara Moore. She got bronze in the 10,000 okay. meters. Whoa, whoa. How did I not get all of these? All these walkers and. Barbara uh, Moore. Legend. All right, go all on. All right. From the top seven, yep. name any five of the highest goal kickers for the Brisbane Bears slash Lions. Jonathan Brown. Yes. Roger Merritt. Yes. Alistair Lynch. Yes. I'm going to throw it out there. Jason Akamanis. Yes. I was just going to say I should have only gone for five. He's cause he's seventh. All right. Um, who else? Who else was good? Well, let's throw in Simon Black. No. Nigel Lappin. No. So, but I Daniel I Merritt? Sh- I should... I... Uh, no. Ooh. Daniel someone, though. Don't know. Bradshaw. Daniel Bradshaw. What about Warwick Kappa? You know, he uh, there's one enough. that's a bit of a tricky one oh, because it? it's people who played for the club at any stage in their career. So, oh, Brendan Favola. Favola, yeah. Oh, that's... that's it's not... He's... <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm happy with four. Four's pretty good. All righty. The Open, Rob. The Open. British Open, that is. Golf. Yep. Name any English course that the British Open has been played on. Up to five. St. Annie's. So where? St. Annie's. St. Annie's. A-N-N. Or oh, St. Is it Annie's? Am I saying, uh, am I saying it right? No, nah, you're right. It, it's part of, I'm going to give it to you because I'm generous. Right. Royal Lytham and St. Anne's. Oh, you're right. That, that's yeah, Liverpool. Yeah. Okay. Good work, Rob. I like it. Well done. Thanks. Um, uh, London GC Heritage. No. Oh. Never heard of that one. Uh, what's the one that starts with C? Caracaracaracar. What's it? What's this? What's it called? Oh, it's just gone blank. So you said I'm, England. I'm actually going to I'm going to extend it to non-Scottish courses. Non-Scottish. Yeah. That makes it pretty hard. I mean, I know I couldn't say Scotland before anyway. I'm just trying to think which one's dad played. Carnoustie. Scotland. Oh, that's the one I was waiting for. See, I've been watching a lot of that Rick Shields. He's been playing a lot of these oh, really? great courses. Good on, Rick. London International. <laughs> Not London International. Have I got one? i got one so you far. you got one, yeah. I don't even know any other names of any others. You do know one. I think I've asked you a similar question, too, before. I think you I asked think me the Scottish not... ones. Right. I don't know. The St. George's. Yes. Yeah, it is St. George. Okay, Royal St. George's. In... I thought it might be that. Yeah. Is that the one that I thought I knew? No, I thought you might know Royal Birkdale. Oh, yeah. Anyway. So there's another one called the 
uh, the Prince's course in Sandwich, but oh, I would have given yeah. you Sandwich because he's got two courses there, yeah. which is Royal St. George, the other one. Yeah. Uh, Royal Port Rush, which is in Northern Ireland, no, which that. is recently. Yeah. Uh, Royal Liverpool. I was thinking about Liverpool. There's Royal Birkdale, and then there's this is the weirdest one. Royal Sank Ports, oh, right. which I think was the last year's right. uh, Open, which is in Kent, apparently. Okay. So, uh, so that's wh- it. Yeah, that's it. Seven, yeah. That was hard. It was tough. Okay, including the Winter Olympics, and so summer and Winter Olympics, yep. simply the top five gold medals of all time. Gold medalist athletes with the most gold athletes. gold athletes with the most gold medals. Phelps. Yes. Biles. No Biles. I'm going to throw him in. Just the top five? Yeah, summer and Winter Olympics. Can you win a lot in the, summer, in the Winter Games? You know better than me. What do I know? Uh, not much. <laughs> but more than me on this. And what well, I was asking before, sorry. Just the top five. I, I've got... That's it. Ju- I've got to get the top, top five, five of yeah. all time. Yeah. Gold medalists. Yeah, I, I was half expecting you to just go like that. Yeah. Rattle them off. Spitz. Yep. Who else got eight then? Georgie Hagel. No. German loser. No. <laughs> no. German loser. The German loser, Georgie Hagel. <laughs> what? What's he doing, George? Uh, okay. <laughs> In that case, I'm going to go, if you've included winter, swimmers. Michaela Schifrin. No. Nah. Va- Lindsay Voss? No. No. No, no. All right. Uh, so it's Larissa Latnina, Soviet yeah. gymnast. Yeah. Who was actually uh, Belarusian. Pavo Normi. Pavo Normi, the flying fin, Rob. Flying fin. The flying fin, he's up there. How many did he get? Nine. They're all on nine. nine. The other four all got nine. Oh, they okay. Uh, and five, Carl Lewis. He's in the top five on five. Yeah, number five. I could have had Stephen Redgrave then. No, he's not in there. He got five gold medals. No, 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 sorry. Carl Lewis got nine. He's, oh, he's, he came fifth. Uh, he's, oh, he's, he's fifth. Okay. All the other four, they right, all got you. Phelps okay. got twenty-three. The other four all got so nine. So Usain Bolt would have been there, but he had his one taken off him for the relay. I don't know that. Yeah. Yeah, because of the drugs. Didn't the know drug that, drop. No, the drugs. It's the drugs. Anyway. All right. So what'd you get there? One, two, two, two. So What's a six, score? Six four. Come on, last one. Give me something easy for once. Well, this could be easy. Come on, Roberto. You got it in your Auckland slash New Zealand Warriors. Oh. Top 10, any five out of the top 10, all-time appearances, Rob. All-time appearances out of the top 10. Stacey Jones. Stacey Jones, you've been gone too long. Yeah, he's number two. Uh, really? Oh, this is hard. Play for a long, long If it time. was easy, Rob, we wouldn't bother doing the quiz. I'm going to say, if it's Sean, whatever his name is, I've got his name. You're on the right tracks with Sean. He's a current player, if that's the right one you're thinking of. Oh, no, I'm thinking Shane. Shane. I can tell you there's no Shanes. <laughs> I'm just giving you a clue, Rob. Who played at heaps at the start? Oh, this is so annoying. There's, I'm going to say Stephen Kearney. He's not in the top ten. Sorry, Rob. Oh. I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you, apart from Stacey Jones, there's only two from the 90s. Oh, no, I've got no chance. Well, there's two from the 90s, Rob. Oh, who's that guy? Who, who's the other guy that was the captain and stuff? Oh, this sucks. I don't watch the Warriors. I watched the Warriors in 20 years. And they're all from the last 20 years. So back to 2002. What's the guy that scored the try in the quarterfinal? 
I'm sure it was Shane. Was it not Shane someone or Sean someone? Oh, I know the guy. Well, he's obviously not in there. The rabbit, they used to call him. He's obviously not but in there. But he's not in the top ten, yeah. Sean Hoppy. That's who you think, you know what I mean? No, it wasn't Sean oh. Hoppy. No, but, uh, but I'm glad you said him because I was thinking of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> thinking of Fords. Ooh, all the Fords is the row parties. T. Tia. Tia. Oh, and his brother. Him, but I don't reckon they all would have played long enough. Greg Alexander. Brandy. He's not in the top uh, ten. Oh. Uh, I think you kind of retired after the first two seasons. Went rugby league on me, beef. This is just this is ridiculous. Uh, Hydro Cassini. <laughs> <laughs> He's number eleven, Rob. Sorry, mate. <laughs> I got any guesses left? One. You've mentioned a couple of these guys when we've done this before. Yeah. Right. There's the Mans. There's Dwayne Mann, George Mann. Stanley Jean. Did he play for the Warriors? It's not going to be Jared McCracken. I'm thinking of the Fords. The Ford is like a front rower. He played heaps. Dean Bell. The Big Bell. Sorry, Dean's not in the top ten. This is just ridiculous. Can't believe you asked me a Warriors question. I gave you top ten, Rob. I could have probably given you top 20. You could have. Okay, Simon Mannering is number one. 301 games. Good on him. Stacey Jones. Manu Vatavai. I remember his name, yep. Ben Matulino. Nah. I don't know him either. Logan Swan. Remember that name. Can't remember what sort of player he was. I think it's sort of a rangy Ford. Rangy. Jacob Lilliman. Never heard of him. Nah. Sean Johnson is the current That's guy. That's the one I was looking for. Yeah, I said Sean. I told you there was a Sean. Oh, damn it. Lance Hohoya. Lance Hohoya. I remember him. Yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, Arwen Guttenbell. Remember him as well. Guttenbeel. Yeah, Sorry, like Arwen, if you're listening. A dreads on his head. Yeah. He played 10 years in the 90s. Right. And Sam Rapira. 173 appearances. Well, I don't like that question, Beef. I think don't, it's fair. Bloody Warriors. I think it's fair. Well, I, I, I get, I've tied, have I? Oh, no, I only got one there. You only got one. You've, I've you've already lost, lost. You've lost 6-5. Pathetic. Okay, simply name any five Welsh rugby captains that played for Newport Rugby Football Club. Mike Watkins. Spike Watkins. He should be there. He definitely is. Mike Watkins, you yeah. said. Is he known as anything else? Spike Watkins. Oh, I'm looking in the wrong place. Yep, he, that's the one, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Newport Rugby captains of Wales. Yep. Um, what was the fullback? Ken. Got to be others, isn't it? Um, there is. There's about, there's about 20. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Keith Jarrett. Was he a captain? No, Keith. No, Keith Jarrett. Wow, he was a legend. Are they all from the 60s, though? Well, Mike Watkins was 1984, and he's the most recent. I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, well, it's got to be a You've Jones. You've already won. Get on with it. Jones? Is there a Jones in there, Rob? And a Williams? I think there's probably Wrong. the Williams, lads. Come on. Oh, David Watkins. Yes. That's about all I would know, I reckon, Is before that. Yeah. Uh, Brian Price? Nope. Bryn, Bryn Meredith? Bryn Meredith? Oh, yeah, Bryn yeah. Meredith. Malcolm Thomas? Ken, oh, there is a Jones. Ken Jones. Oh, Ken. <laughs> I take Ken. <laughs> Got him by accident. John Evans, Jack Whitfield, Jack Welter. This is going to be in the 20s now. Yes. Harry Uzel, Tommy Vile, Willie Llewellyn. The glory it? days of Newport Rugby, Rob. Llewellyn Lloyd, 903, Tom Pearson, <laughs> Arthur Monkey Gold. Arthur Monkey 18, Gold. 1889 to 1997. Very famous. I think he was the first Wales captain, actually. Arthur no, Monkey Gold. No, Charlie Newman was. Oh, was he? Of... 
Bob, Bob Gould, Tom Clark. Oh, there you go. First, he might have been the times. first captain of British Lions, actually, Arthur Muggy got. Anyway, all right, let's finish up on uh, this. Okay. Oh, did you pass your driving test for the first time, Rob? Yep. You did? Mm. I've seen you drive as well. Woman passes what, her... Were you trying to set up a joke then? And nah, no, it? not at all. But this story is... Woman passes, oh, you're asking, okay. woman, woman passes her driving test. Unbelievable. On her, on How can you <laughs> criticise my driving? You're the worst tailgater in the history of the world. You speed. You almost drove off the road in Aspen that time when there was a oh. sign said, be careful, black ice on the road. What should I do about this, Beefy? Oh, let's just ignore it <laughs> yeah. and just almost drive off the road. Well, we, we went sideways first. We went sideways we just... and then it just caught before we went flying it's, off down the hill. Yeah, I was, I was pretty scared. That yeah, night. yeah. He said, oh, maybe I will slow down now. <laughs> speed wasn't yeah. an issue. It doesn't matter. Bollock speed was not an issue. Whether you're doing 60 or 80, you're still going to go sideways on black ice, Rob. But you, you can't were stopped faster no matter what. The, anyway. Yeah, true. So basically, people, that comment from him about him criticising my driving, <laughs> I've never had an accident ever. Haven't you? Thinking about that. So no. You're not trying hard enough, Rob. Woman passes a driving test. I rest my case, everyone. On her 960th attempt. <laughs> That's pretty poor. Cha Sassoon from <laughs> South Korea. First attempted the written test in April 2005, and after failing it, she continued to retake it until she passed. She then took the practical test 10 times before getting a license and spent more than (laughs) £11,000. Cha Sassoon, 69, first attempted the written test in April 2005. She failed it on the first time. She continued to retake it every day, five days a week, for three years. Every day. <laughs> Every day. So why didn't she do some practice and then come back and do the no, test rather than... That was uh, that was the written test. <laughs> <laughs> she... Is it because she was learning English for it or something? Uh, I don't think so. Not. She took 780 attempts to pass a written test. Uh, After mean... that, she later started taking the test only twice a week until she finally passed before oh having to move God. on to the practical test. She passed the driving test after trying just 10 times, meaning she went through 960 exams in total before finally getting a license. You see, I think there should be a li- once once you fail something, it's just 700 times I'd say. Yeah, yeah. That's enough to say you're probably not you're, you're probably not it's suited probably to driving. You. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the woman didn't give up as she needed the li- oh, well, Rob. The woman did not give up as she needed the, her license for her vegetable selling business. Now, we've talked about Korea before. Oh, this is South Korea. That's all right. They've got vegetables. It's all right. Her driving instructor, John Book Driving School, said he felt relieved when Chasa soon finally got a license. When she finally got a license, we all went out cheering and hugged her, giving her flowers. It felt like a huge burden falling off our backs. We hadn't quite got the guts to tell her to quit because she just kept showing up. Following several attempts at taking the test, the woman became a national celebrity and also appeared in a Hyundai advert. What? The South Korean Hyundai car manufacturer even gave her a brand new car worth £13,000, according to reports. Why do morons get rewarded? (laughs) According to reports, she has forked out over £11,000 to get her license. Oh my god. I mean, it just flies in the... She should not be allowed to drive. She obviously is... She's a danger, Rob. She's obviously not... I mean, you can't fail Competent. something that many times. Well, I would suggest quite possibly you might be short of a few quid, like a actual learning disability or doesn't know how to, <laughs> doesn't know how to do things properly. Yeah, you can I'm not like laughing that. at learning disabilities, <laughs> like, you, like you evilly are. <laughs> yes. 
I, don't, I never said she had a learning but, disability, but she's obviously not quite got the uh, wherewithal I'm, I'm, about driving and I, the practicalities and the nuances of controlling a vehicle that can kill people. That's right. Which, yeah. is, which is really the crucial thing. That's exactly you know, the point. I guarantee, like yourself, she would have stopped for that black ice and Aspen. <laughs> she would have gone straight off the road. Yeah. But saying that, though, Rob, I think she opened the suitcase of courage. I am impressed by the persistence. Yeah. I mean, if I did something wrong 926 times... 60. I, I, I would have given it away. Yeah. At that point. Yeah, yeah. You know. Me too. I wouldn't have... I definitely wouldn't and have it was, if it was, Especially if it was a driving test. A written one. <laughs> Something would tell you that you, you, you're you not born to drive. In New Zealand, you could get a scratchies from the BP station and, and practice the actual test doing that. Okay. Oh, and you? it's just an ABC, you scratch off oh. like, you know, like a... Uh, yeah. That's a great uh, kind like, of... Uh, yeah, it wasn't that hard. It's ingenious yeah. in New Zealand. Things like, what do you do with a stop sign? Yeah. Scratch off A. Stop. Stop. Things like that. Yeah. So, uh, um, well, yeah. I, I'm ultimately unimpressed by this person's uh, ability, but well impressed by I their think, determination. I think on the on behalf of uh, 365 Days of Sport and all the team here, congratulations to Chas Asun. Congrats. Abs- yeah. For getting through your driving test on your yeah. 960th yeah. attempt. Yeah. I, I won't be first in line to go for a drive with you. N- no. Yeah. No, that's right. Mm. Uh, Rob, seven days. What's coming up for you? Anything exciting? Play golf. Golf, horses, gambling, bankruptcy. That's what happens. Uh, we've got to thank Jack Link's uh, beef jerky. It's the best beef jerky on a plane. Whatever you're doing over the next seven days, if you're going to play a round of golf with Rob, make sure you get a big slab of the Jack Link's beef jerky. It is the best beef jerky on a plane. 100% grass-fed New Zealand beef. Mm. Great form of protein and food of astronauts. Just been casually assaulted again by Beefy's voice. <laughs> Who emphasises the and? And! Um, all right. Uh, sweet. Wrapping it up. Is that it? I'm trying my best <laughs> to wrap it up. You keep bloody annoying me and butting in with loads of stuff that I don't care about. Anyway, um, what show is it? 288. 287. Okay. This has been episode 287 of the greatest non-sports. It should, it should be sports-free, although we do some sports. Non-sports is better. I always felt it's an alternative sports show. Oh, okay. I'll do it again then. This has been episode 287 of the world's best alternative sports show, 365 Days of Sport. See you next week.